Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No What's up, everyone, and welcome back to the program. In this episode, we're going to take a look at the motion to dismiss order that was filed in the Major John Kaler case. Now, we know that Major John Kaler has now pled guilty to second-degree murder charges for all four accounts. And that came after mediation was agreed to by both sides. And this attempt here by Major John Kaler to get the motion dismissed against him was his last-ditch effort to get out from under these charges before pleading guilty to lesser charges, by the way, than were originally set upon him. Now, he was originally charged with first-degree murder, but those charges were dropped down to second-degree murder after both sides came to an agreement during mediation. All right, so on to the order. Case number CR40-23-970. The order on the motion to dismiss the state of Idaho plaintiff versus Major John Kaler, the defendant. Matter before the court. Defendant Major John Kaler moves to dismiss counts one and two of the information. The state opposes defendant's motion by stipulation of the parties. Certain exhibits were admitted and the matter was submitted to the court for a decision without a hearing. For the reason stated below, defendant's motion is denied. Charges. Defendant is charged in counts one and two with violation of Idaho Code Section 18-4001, 18-4002, 18-4003, 18-4003, murder in the first degree, felonies, allegedly committed as follows. Count 1, that the defendant, Major John Kaler, on or about the 18th day of June, 2023, in the county of Shoshone, state of Idaho, did willfully, deliberately, and with malice aforethought, unlawfully kill the person of Kenna L. Gardipi, a human being to wit, by shooting her, which resulted in her death, and which was premeditated, and or to execute vengeance. Count number two, that the defendant, Major John Kaler, on or about the 18th day of June 2023 in the county of Shoshone, state of Idaho, did willfully, deliberately, and with malice aforethought, unlawfully kill the person of Kenneth R. Gardipi, a human being to wit, by shooting him, which resulted in his death, and which was premeditated, and or to execute vengeance. Complaint at 2, filed June 20th, 2023, and information at 2, filed August 23rd, 2023, I.C.R. 48. Defendant argues that counts 1 and 2 must be dismissed because the state has not disclosed sufficient evidence to prove those offenses were committed in either a premeditated fashion or to execute vengeance. Defendant cites no authority on point. Instead, he bases his motion on general concepts 
of the ends of justice, effective administration of the court's business, and delay found in Idaho Criminal Rule 48, which states, A. Dismissal on motion and notice. The court, on notice to all parties, may dismiss a criminal action on its own motion or on motion of any party or either of the following grounds. 1. For unnecessary delay in presenting the charge to the grand jury or if an information is not filed within the time period prescribed by Rule 7F or for unnecessary delay in bringing the defendant to trial or 2. For any other reason if the court concludes that dismissal will serve the ends of justice and the effective administration of the court's business. B. Order of dismissal. When a court dismisses a criminal action, the order of dismissal must state the court's reasons for dismissal. C. Effect of dismissal. An order for dismissal is a bar to any other prosecution for the same offense if it's a misdemeanor, but it is not a bar if the offense is a felony. Rule 48 does not provide for pretrial dismissal based upon insufficient evidence. In State v. Alley, 155, Idaho, 972, 318, P.3D, 962, Court of Appeals, 2014, abrogated on other grounds by State v. McKean, 159, Idaho, 75, 356, P.3D, 368, 2015, the Idaho Court of Appeals held Ali stated that his motion was proceeding under I.C.R. 48A and 2. Rule 48A2 allows a court, after giving notice, to dismiss a criminal action on the motion of a party or sua sponte for any reason if the court concludes that the dismissal will serve the ends of justice and the effective administration of the court's business. However, the Idaho criminal rules do not have a provision comparable to a motion for summary judgment found in the Idaho Rules of Civil Procedure. State v. Stewart, 149 Idaho, 383, 388, 234P.3D, 707-712-2010. A defendant may not have a case dismissed before trial based on discovery responses indicating that he and the state cannot prove the crime charged. Similarly, the defendant cannot prevail on a pretrial motion to dismiss when the issue deals with an ultimate fact to be proven at trial, thereby creating a form of summary judgment not provided for under the criminal rules. CI.C.R. 12b, any defense objection or request which is capable of determination without trial of the general issue may be raised before the trial by motion. See also United States v. Covington, 395 U.S. 5760-89, Supreme Court, 1559, 1561-23, L.E.D.2D, 94-99-1969. Discussing the equivalent federal rule and stating that a fact is capable of determination without a trial of the general issue when a trial of the facts surrounding the commission of the alleged offense would be of no assistance. United States v. Pope, 613 F.3D 1255, 1258 through 61, 10th Circuit, 2010. Applying Covington and the federal rule. The only somewhat comparable motion would be a motion to dismiss on the grounds that the evidence at the preliminary hearing did not show probable cause to believe that the defendant had committed the felony charged. See State v. O'Mealy, 94 Idaho. 202-506-P.2D-99-1973. Of course, that motion would require that there would be a preliminary hearing 
which is not appropriate when a defendant is charged by a grand jury indictment, as in this case. CI.C.R 5.1a. Thus, Ali's motion to dismiss was improper insofar as it acted as a form of pretrial summary judgment on factual matters that should be determined at trial. ID 155 Idaho at 981 318 P.3D at 971. Emphasis added. Since there is no valid basis in law for defendant's motion, this leads the court to deny that motion. Moreover, defendant signed and filed a written waiver of preliminary hearing stating, I understand that I have a right to a preliminary hearing on each charge. I understand that a preliminary hearing, the state must present evidence which shows that a crime has been committed and there is probable cause to believe I committed that crime. I understand these rights and by signing below, I waive my right to a preliminary hearing. Waiver of a preliminary hearing, 1 and 2, filed August 14th, 2023, and waiver of prelim hearing at 1 and 2, filed August 15th, 2023. By executing these documents, defendant demonstrated he understood his right to a prelim hearing on all the charges and further waived his right to require the state to prove before trial that there was sufficient evidence that he committed the crimes alleged in counts 1 and 2, as well as the other counts. See State v. Hendricks, 80, Idaho, 344, 348, 330, P.2D, 334, 336, 1958. Applying Hendricks and State v. Varela Tema, number 4084-7, 2014, WL, 3043, 999, Idaho Court of Appeals, July 3rd, 2014. The Idaho Court of Appeals held a waiver operates as an admission of the existence of probable cause, justifying that the accused be held for trial. State v. Hendricks, 80, Idaho, 344, 348-330, P.2D, 334-336-1958. As the Idaho Supreme Court articulated in Hendricks, in cases where defendant accused of a public offense, triable in the district court, waives prelim hearing, no depositions to support the charge in the district court are required. The accused in such circumstances is held to answer for the crime charged in the criminal complaint filed with the committing magistrate. If an accused desires testimony taken before the committing magistrate, he could, by demanding, secure a preliminary hearing and ascertain the facts on which the charge was based. Respondent, having waived such hearing, he is now not in position to complain where a prelim hearing is had the information thereafter filed in the district court does not depend on the complaint filed with the committing magistrate, but on the commitment and the facts shown by the preliminary hearing. Here, Valera Tema, having waived his right to a prelim hearing, admitted the existence of sufficient evidence to find that there was probable cause to believe he committed a crime of felony DUI. Varela Tema at two. While the court does not cite Varela Tema as authority, the court finds the rationale of Varela Tema in its application of Hendricks to be persuasive. Since, by his waiver of prelim hearing, defendant admitted that there was sufficient evidence to support the charges, the court denies defendant's motion to dismiss alleging insufficient evidence. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Premeditation. Even if defendant had not admitted that the evidence is sufficient to support the charges, and even if Rule 48 permitted defendant to contest the sufficiency of the evidence before trial, the state has submitted sufficient evidence within the stipulated exhibits showing premeditation. Defendant has not asserted any particular standard of proof. If defendant had not waived prelim hearing, the applicable standard of proof would have been probable cause. Idaho Code Section 19-815A states, A defendant once held to answer to a criminal charge under this chapter may challenge the sufficiency of evidence educed at the preliminary examination by a motion to dismiss the commitment signed by the magistrate or the information filed by the prosecuting attorney. Such motion to dismiss shall be heard by a district judge. If the district judge finds the magistrate has held the defendant to answer without reasonable or probable cause to believe that the defendant has committed the crime for which he was held to answer or finds that no public offense has been committed, he shall dismiss the complaint, commitment, or information and order the defendant discharged. A prelim hearing is a limited to finding of probable cause rather than reasonable doubt as at trial. State v. Mance, 148, Idaho, 303-307-222-P.3D-471-475, Court of Appeals, 2009. In addition, direct evidence of a deliberate and premeditated purpose to kill is not required. Such a purpose may be inferred from the facts and circumstances of the killing. State v. Sheehan, 139 Idaho, 267-286-77-P.3D-956-975-2003. The necessary elements of deliberation and premeditation may be inferred from the proof of such facts and circumstances as will furnish a reasonable foundation for such an inference. State v. Taylor, 168, Idaho, 219-223-481, P.3D, 767-771, Court of Appeals, 2021. Quoting State v. Babb, 125, Idaho, 934-947-877, P.2D, 905-918-1994. Both parties cite Idaho Criminal Jury Instruction, 704 which states, premeditation means to consider beforehand whether to kill or not to kill, and then to decide to kill. There does not have to be any appreciable period of time during which the decision to kill was considered as long as it was reflected upon before the decision was made. A mere unconsidered and rash impulse, even though it includes an intent to kill, is not premeditation. In State versus Barr, 163, Idaho, 433, 414P.3D, 707 Court of Appeals, 2018. The Idaho Court of Appeals cited this instruction and held that Barr's actions were evidence of premeditation, including but not limited to his taking a gun from the nightstand of his mother's boyfriend prior to meeting his ex-girlfriend and her new boyfriend, the victim, stealing a bandana to cover his face for the meeting and hiding in the bushes while he waited for them to arrive.
ID 163, Idaho, at 436, 414, P.3D, at 710. There is probable cause to believe that the crimes alleged in counts 1 and 2 were premeditated. Video evidence demonstrates defendants surveilled engaged in the reconnaissance or a preliminary survey of the exterior of the four victims' residence and entry. On June 18, 2023, defendant came home from work, ultimately took a large caliber handgun with sufficient ammunition to fire multiple rounds. Defendant did this before a five-minute argument with Kenneth and Kenna Gardapi. Defendant appears to have had significant concern regarding the actions of Devin Smith and to the extent that he perceived that Kenna and Kenneth were not taking acts of Smith masturbating in front of defendant's children seriously. A reasonable inference is that defendant appeared to be looking for vengeance or a reckoning. Defendant apparently perceived a need to protect his children because he believed the police had not yet done so. Defendant told his wife, Kaylee Kaler, to tell his children that he protected them. While speaking with Kellogg police officer William Eddy on June 12, 2023, defendant said that the only reason nothing happened that evening was because he had just had shoulder surgery, apparently, to give him time for reflection and healing, but that he would handle it and somebody is going to get hurt. If something happens again, there were multiple gunshot wounds to the victims. There were gunshot wounds to Kenna's right hand, torso, and temple, the latter of which was likely at very close range, shown by a muzzle imprint, and likely very close to the ground. There were gunshots to Kenneth's torso and head. Defendant called 911 stating, I just went downstairs and executed a fucking pedophile and his family. I shot four people. They're all dead. Defendant's use of the word executed is consistent with premeditation. Conclusion Because defendant waived his right to a prelim hearing, admitting there was sufficient evidence to support the charges, and because there is no valid basis in law for defendant's motion, and because there is sufficient evidence to believe that the killings alleged in counts 1 and 2 were premeditated, defendant's motion is denied. It is therefore ordered defendant's motion to dismiss is denied. This was signed on the 13th of uh, December of 2023, and it was signed by Judge Barbara Dugan. And this is the document that initiated him pleading guilty to second-degree murder because the judge finds here that there's sufficient evidence to charge him with first-degree. So him and his legal team, they decided that probably a better idea here to just plead out, get that second-degree charge, and see what happens from there. And we'll be there to see what happens as well, right along with them. And when there's some movement, we'll make sure we get it added to the catalog. All of the information that goes with this episode can be found in the description box.